Cantos 85-87 of Book 2 of the Ramayana of Balmiki, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om123. Canto 85. Guha and Varat. Thus the Nishada's king besought, the prince with spirit wisdom fraught, replied in seemly words that blend deep matter with the argument. Thou, friend of him whom I revere, with honours high hast met me here, for thou alone wouldst entertain, and feed to-day so vast a train. In such fair words the prince replied, then, pointing to the path, he cried, Which way a right will lead my feet, to Varadwaja's calm retreat, for all this land near Ganga streams, pathless and hard to traverse seems. Thus spoke the prince, King Guha heart, delighted every prudent word, and gazing on the forest wide, raised suppliant hands, and thus replied, My servants, all the ground who know, O glorious prince, with thee shall go, with constant care thy way to guide, and I will journey by thy side. But this thy host, so wide dispread, wakes in my heart one doubt and dread, lest, threatening Rama, good and great, Ill thoughts thy journey stimulate. But when King Guha, ill at ease, Declared his fear in words like these, As pure as is the cloudless sky, With soft voice Varat made reply, Suspect me not, never come the time, For me to plot so foul a crime. He is my eldest brother, he Is like a father dear to me. I go to lead my brother thence, Who makes the wood his residence, no thought but this thy heart should frame, The simple truth my lips proclaim. Then, with glad cheer, King Guha cried, With Varat's answer gratified, Blessed art thou, on art I see, None who may vie, O Prince, with thee, Who canst of thy free will resign, The kingdom, whose unsought is thine. For this, a name that never shall die, Thy glory, through the world shall fly. Who fain wouldst balm thy brother's pain, And lead the exile home again. As Guha does, and Varat each, To other spoke in friendly speech, The day-god sank with glory dead, And night over all the sky was spread. Soon as King Guha's thoughtful care Had quartered all the army there, Well honoured, Varat laid his head Beside Satrugna on a bed. But grief for Rama yet oppressed, High-minded Varad's faithful breast, Such torment little was deserved By him who never from duty swerved. The fever raised through every vein, And burnt him with its inward pain, So when in woods the flames leap free, The fire within consumes the tree. From heat of burning anguish sprung, The sweat upon his body hung, As when the sun with fervid glow On high Himalaya melts the snow. As banished from the heart a bull, When thus alone and sorrowful, Thus sighing and distressed, And misery and bitter grief, With fevered heart that mocked relief, Distracted in his mind the chief, Still mourned and found no rest. Canto 86 Guha's Pitch Guha the king, acquainted well, With all that in the wood befell, to Varat the unequal told, The tale of Lakshman mighty sold. With many an honest word I spake, To Lakshman 
as he stayed awake, and with his bow and shaft in hand, to guard his brother kept his stand. Now sleep a little, Luxman, see, this pleasant bed is strewn for thee, hereon thy weary body lay, and strengthen thee with rest, I pray. In yacht to toil, a man like these, but thou hast I been nursed in ease. Rest, Dityas minded, I will keep my watch while Rama lies asleep. For in the whole wide world is none dearer to me than Raghu's son. Harbor no doubt or jealous fear, I speak the truth with heart sincere. For from the grace which he has shown, will glory on my name be thrown. Great store of merit shall I gain, and duteous form no wish in vain. Let me enforced by many a row, of followers armed with shaft and bow, for well the Brahma's will provide, who lies asleep by Sita's side. For through this wood I often go, and all its shades conceal I know. And we with conquering arms can meet, a fourfold host arrayed complete. With words like these I spoke, designed to move the high-souled Bharat's mind, but he upon his duty bent, plied his persuasive argument. Oh, how can slumber close mine eyes, when lowly couched with Sita lies, the royal drama, can I give my heart to joy or even leave? He whom no mighty demon know, no heavenly guard can overthrow. See, Guha, how he lies, alas, with Sita couched on gathered grass. By varied labors long severe, by many a prayer and right austere, he, the Sarat's cherished son, by fortune's tempt, from heaven was won. Now, as his son is forced to fly, the king ere long will surely die. Reft of his guardian hand, forlorn, in idiot grief this land will mourn. Even now, perhaps, with toil overspent, the women cease their loud lament, and cries of war no longer ring throughout the palace of the king. But ah, for said Kaushalya, how fares she and mine own mother now? How fares the king, this night, I think? Some of the tree in death will sink. With hopes upon Satrugna set, my mother may survive as yet, but the sad queen will die who bore the hero for her grief is sore. His cherished wish that would have met dear Rama king so long delayed, too late, too late the king will cry, and conquered by his misery die. When fate has brought the mournful day, which sees my father pass away, how happy in their lives are they, allowed his funeral rites to pay. Our exile over, with him who never turns from the oath his lips may swear, may we, returning safe and well, gain in fair Ayodhya dwell. Thus Varad stood with many a sigh, lamenting, and the night went by. Soon as the morning light shone fair, in votive coils both bound their hair. And then I sent them safely over, and left them on the farther shore. With Sita, then they onward passed, their coats of bark about them cast, their locks like hermits bound, the mighty tamers of the foe, each with his arrows and his bow, went over the rugged ground, proud in their strength and undeterred, like elephants that lead the herd, and gazing oft around. Canto 87 Guha's Story That speech of Guha Bharat heart, which grief and tender pity steered, and his ears the story drank, deep in his thoughtful heart it sank. 
his large full eyes in anguish rolled, his trembling limbs grew stiff and cold. Then fell he like a tree uptorn, in war too grievous to be borne. When Guha saw the long-armed chief, whose eye was like a lotus leaf, with lion shoulders strong and fair, high-mettled, prostrate in despair, pale, bitterly afflicted he, reeled as an earthquake reels a tree. But when Satrugna, standing nigh, saw his dear brother helpless lie, distraught with war, his head he bowed, embraced him oft, and wept aloud. Then Varad's mothers came, forlorn, of their dear king with fasting worn, and stood with weeping eyes around, the hero prostrate on the ground. Kaushalya, by her woe oppressed, the senseless Varad's limbs caressed, as a fond cow in love and fear caresses oft her youngling dear. Then yielding to her woe, she said, weeping and sore disquieted, What torments, O my son, are these, of sudden pain or swift disease? The lives of us and all the line depend, dear child, on only thine. Rama and Lakshman forced to flee, I live by naught but seeing thee. For as the king has passed away, thou art my only help to-day. Hast thou, by chance, heard evil news of Lakshman, which thy soul subdues, or Rama dwelling with his powers, by all is he, net forest bows? Then slowly gathering sense and strength, the weeping hero rose at length, and words like these to Guha spake, that bade Kaushalya comfort take. Where lodged the prince that night, and where, Lakshman the brave and seat of fair, show me the cows whereon he lay, Tell me the food he ate, I pray. Then Guha, the Nishada's king, replied to Varad's questioning, Of all I had I brought the best, To serve my good and honoured guest. Food of its very kind I chose, And every fairest fruit that grows. Rama, the hero, truly brave, Declined the gift I humbly gave. His warrior part he never forgot, And what I brought accepted not. No gifts, my friend, may we accept. Our lawyers give and must be kept. The high-souled chief, O monarch, does, with gracious words persuaded us. Then calm and still, absorbed in thought, he drank the water Lakshman brought, and then, obedient to his vows, he fasted with his gentle spouse. So Lakshman too from food abstained, and sipped the water that remained. Then with rule lips devoutly stayed, the tree their evening worship paid. Then Lakshman, with unwearied care, brought heaps of sacred grass, and there, with his own hands, he quickly spread, for Rama's rest, a pleasant bed, and faithful Sita's too, where they, reclining each by other lay. Then Lakshman bathed their feet and drew, a little distance from the two. Here stands the tree which lent them shade, here is the grass beneath it laid, where Rama and his consort spent, the night together ere they went. Lakshman, whose arms the foreman quell, watched all night as sentinel, and kept his great bow strung, his hand was gloved, his arm was braced, to well-filled quivers at his waist, with deadly arrows hung. I took my shafts and trusty bow, and with the tamer of the foe, stood ever wakeful near, and with my followers bow in hand, behind me ranged a ready band kept watch over Indra's peer. End of Cantos 85, 86, and 87